There are many phrases and words in the Catholic religion that raise an eyebrow. Concupiscence is one. Another is the communion of saints. Both often are completely unknown to those who live outside the faith and aren't really known that well to those inside the church. But now we have a new phrase to add to our Catholic lexicon, and that phrase is ecological conversion, which comes to the Catholic world from Pope Francis. What does it mean exactly? Where does it come from? And just how Catholic is it? Those are questions we need to address because the concept of an ecological conversion is playing front and center in the ongoing madness that is leading to the coming Amazon Synod, which will take place in Rome from October 6th to the 27th, and will be run by the German Bishops' Conference and held on behalf of a people that the German bishops don't even represent. So let's have a look at this weird phrase so we can understand what these guys are advocating for and how they're using it in the Amazon Synod. I suspect that once you're done, you'll agree with me that the idea of an ecological conversion isn't actually Catholic. The concept of ecological conversion in the Catholic Church originates from Laudato Si, Pope Francis's papal encyclical from 2015 that was celebrated by the world. It was ghostwritten by several figures, including Leonard Boff, the liberation theologian who was officially censored by the church, as well as figures tied to the population control movement and others who aren't even nominally Catholic. For Francis, this conversion is primarily a personal, spiritual change in people, to quote the encyclical itself, quote, whereby the effects of their encounter with Jesus Christ become evident in their relationship with the world around them, end quote. But Francis goes further, saying, quote, the ecological conversion needed to bring about lasting change is also a community conversion, end quote. A large part of that encyclical is devoted to describing how the community dimension of an ecological conversion should be given expression or embodied in the economic, political, social, and cultural institutions of the world. This definition calls to mind another new church phrase, integral ecology, which according to the Communio magazine website, quote, reminds us that man is part of creation, but also its steward, and that the good of nature and the world, on the one hand, and the good of man, on the other, can never be separated, end quote. That last part, the, that the good of man and the good of the natural world can never be separated, is a wholly new concept in the Catholic faith, one which seeks to overcome the traditional Catholic notion of creation having been made by God for the benefit of mankind, and given to man by God to cultivate and whatnot. It's an application of Benedict XVI's and John Paul II's hermeneutic of continuity, if there ever was one, and it has led directly to Francis's call for ecological conversion. For if man and the natural world cannot be separated, then any Christian will have a greater concern for the natural world that was created by God and gifted to us by the Father, and this conversion will be the natural consequence of our encounter with Jesus Christ and his accompanying us in life, or so the thinking goes. Just ignore the fact that man and nature were actually put in almost opposition at the fall of man. The concept of integral ecology appeared in Laudato Si and was in fact central to it. According to Francis, it encompasses the environmental, economic, and social aspects of life. These are the three traditional legs of sustainable development, a concept that I plan to cover in a future long-form video. Suffice it to say for now, sustainable development has always been a Trojan horse of centralized planning of the economy, government, and society by a global government in the name of defending the environment in the face of a climate disaster whose apocalyptic date keeps getting pushed further and further away. But for now, we can quote Francis on his logic. 
from Laudato Si, paragraph 139, quote, When we speak of the environment, what we really mean is a relationship existing between nature and the society which lives in it. Nature cannot be regarded as something separate from ourselves or as a mere setting in which we live. We are a part of nature, included in it and thus in constant interaction with it. Recognizing the reasons why a given area is polluted requires a study of the workings of society, its economy, its behavior patterns, and the way it grasps reality. Given the scale of change, it is no longer possible to find a specific, discrete answer for each part of the problem. It is essential to seek comprehensive solutions which consider the interactions within natural systems themselves and with social systems. We are faced not with two separate crises, one environmental and the other social, but rather with one complex crisis which is both social and environmental. Strategies for a solution demand an integrated approach to combating poverty, restoring dignity to the excluded, and at the same time protecting nature." End quote. In, in practice, Francis's lecturings about the degradation of the environment have always targeted the developing world first. Despite that real measurable pollution that we should be deeply concerned about is mostly sourced in Africa and Asia, with the practice of dumping garbage into the oceans being a commonplace practice that leads to undeniable terrible environmental conditions. To give you an idea of the oddly placed focus of Francis's concern, the Pope actually met with globalist industrial leaders recently in order to call for the creation of a global carbon tax, administered by a central governing authority, all in the name of this integral ecology that he cares so deeply about. No word yet on how Francis has reconciled this call for global governments with a Catholic faith that has always been traditionally hostile to such schemes to rule the world. So in light of that, what is an ecological conversion? Given some of the other statements coming out of the Amazon Synod's working document, an ecological conversion would then be to adopt the values called for in Laudato Si into your daily lives, and for these to become a central focus of the church and even of governments. The latter, a focus for governments, is pretty easy with every Western government already on board the program to some degree, save for the United States at the moment. This adoption of the values outlined in Laudato Si and the Amazon Synod's working document are even to be done in the name of our blessed Lord. This despite the, that Laudato Si is truly a bizarre encyclical which stands out in the broad papal library of documents authored by popes over the centuries, given that it touches on specific policy actions in ways that no pope has done previously, and even calls for broad academic freedom for researchers and college professors in order to achieve this goal. Academic freedom is something the church has actually stood against, at least as academics understand the concept of academic freedom. For the church has always called for at least Catholic institutions of higher education to teach in accordance with the faith, which naturally limits what academics can do. And Catholics aren't really supposed to send our children to non-Catholic higher education institutions. But that's also a topic for another video. But to stay focused on the issue at hand, this ecological conversion means also accepting a role in our lives for technocratic rulers who have little, if anything, to do with the Catholic faith, in the name of this crisis that seems to never materialize. Again, quoting Laudato Si, this time paragraph 142, quote, In this sense, social ecology is necessarily institutional, and gradually extends to the whole of society, from the primary social group, the family, to the wider social, national, and international communities within each social stratum and between them, institutions develop to regulate human relationships. Anything which weakens those institutions has negative consequences, such as injustice, violence, and loss of freedom." End quote. 
In this we see a twisting of the concept of subsidiarity, which places authority to address problems at the lowest social level possible, whereas here we see an open call for local peoples to place their faith in larger institutions. Remember what I said about Francis's recent talk about a carbon tax and the kind of institutions that would need to be put in place in order to make an institution like this a reality on a global level. I could go on and on, but something from the secular world is instructive here. The secular world has been deeply disturbed by the stance of the church on the population question since at least the publication of Humanae Vitae, which at least one population control so-called expert claims was released in order to promote and defend the power of the church over the world. The power of the Catholic Church in the world threatens these people, and they know it. Here is one such so-called expert's own words. They come from Dr. Stephen Mumford. A link to this article that I'm going to quote can be found on the sources blog as usual. Quote, Unless and until this issue is resolved, there is no hope for population control by any human means. Instead, growth control will be left to the four horsemen of the, of the apocalypse. The solutions to the population question threaten the papacy, the ultimate bastion of the church, because they so seriously undermine the pope's authority. It is important to understand how such measures can be considered threatening. To do so, we must examine the history of the church and the sources of, of this authority. End quote. In other words, these people themselves admit that they must infiltrate the church in order to help promote their plan for technocratic control over the lives of normal, mostly poor people in the underdeveloped world by a central planning authority. Which brings us back to Laudato Si and the Amazon Synod. As I said earlier, it is a well-established fact that the portions of the encyclical were written by non-Catholic environmental activists like Jeffrey Sachs, among others. It is also a well-published fact that the Amazon Synod is being promoted by two German non-governmental agencies, or NGOs, that do development and aid work in South America using the money of the Catholic lady to accomplish their work. Which helps us to see the answer to the final question, just how Catholic is the concept of an ecological conversion? In the terms presented by the Pope, I'd say the, co the concept is as anti-Catholic as Cardinal Bernadine's seam seamless garment is in the extreme. But then again, we are called to, co to a conversion in Christ Jesus, not in the environment or in an in integrated view of the environment linked to the broader culture. And that Catholics should oppose this idea, is, as with most other ideas coming out of Rome these days. A final thought on all of this. Yesterday I reported on the destruction of the John Paul II Institute on Marriage and Family Life. It was reported that a priest was hired as part of the new faculty who has been advocating for some of these population control measures for some time. In this we can see the errors of Amoris Laetitia and how they are linked to Laudato Si and the Amazon Synod. None of this is an accident. None of the actions of this papacy over the last several decades are an accident. It's all part of the same plan. This is why we should all be taking part in the Novena of Novenas. I've seen some people ask for a link to the Novena. It can be found on the Roman Catholic Man blog. Just include the intention for the Amazon Synod to the listed intentions. This madness needs to be stopped, as it appears that what Dr. Mumford and the eugenicists who came before him may have gotten their desire to infiltrate the church in the name of control. Keep praying. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.